Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It's hour two, top of the hour, live in Los Angeles. It's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Uh, thanks to J Mac, Alex Curry yesterday filling in for me. Had a lot to do. You know, a lot going on. Big things happening. Had a crazy day yesterday. Some of it not appropriate for anything other than a podcast. Really? Yeah. Were you getting in some trouble? No, I didn't get in trouble. I saw trouble. Really? I'm not talking about the Draymond thing. Dang. We saw trouble. I'm just trying to get my back healed after that championship. You know, we won the basketball title. And I'm all banged up now. So I didn't see anything. I'm on my back all day. Just trying to stretch it out. Have you ever had a back problem? I'm in my 50s. Yeah. Everything's broken. It's rough. 55, it all breaks. And you got to put it back together with scotch tape. Well, at least I got another 20 years, so. Yeah. Well, I got about four. Um, all right. Greg Cosell in five minutes. So um, uh, the NFL officiating this year has not been very good. And uh, there's a lack of trust in America increasingly, I think, with powerful entities, FBI, our government, uh, media, big tech. A lot of it's driven by conspiracy wackos, and a lot of it's driven by more transparency, and we have more cameras than ever, and you can see every mistake by every official. Uh, combine that with legalized gambling and all the cameras and conspiracy wackos abound, and it's a little bit of a hornet's nest. I do not think officials change the outcome of Super Bowls. Uh, if you get screwed by an official one week, you get a break the next. Every fan's absolutely sure their team is better than it is. Uh, that's why Vegas makes a lot of money on future bets. Everybody bets the over on wins, and about 65% it's the under. Fans are suckers. It's always the ref's fault. Uh, that being said, I do feel this year it's been a tipping point. The, the sport is being over-officiated. Can't tell you how many times I've been watching a game. An official goes over and picks up a flag and says, there was no foul. Why'd you call it? Are you guessing? Are you predicting? Or are you calling what you see? 
Uh, Roger Goodell talked about the current state of NFL officiating. We understand that. That's not, that's not new. Um, you know, you get that, and, you know, it's frustrating. Uh, we know how hard those players are playing. We know how hard the coaches are coaching. Uh, we know how much the fans put into it passionately. Um, so we want to get it right every time. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to hit that bar, but we're going to sure work our ass off to do it. Yeah, I made this prediction a couple years ago, and I'll double down on it. Legalized gambling is a part of this. More people are gambling. They lose bets because fans often bet favorites. Fans are suckers sometimes. They take the star quarterbacks, and they often win. But if you lose a bet, oh, it must be. And the average bet's only $4, so sports gambling's a lot of fun. I love it. But with legalized sports gambling, you're going to get more conspiracy theories, and I've never seen in my life Super Bowls. To get to a Super Bowl, you've got to be a good team. The league isn't trying to make the Chicago Bears lose. They lose all by themselves. The league doesn't have it out for Carolina or Arizona or, or Washington. They really don't. Those teams lose all by themselves. It's all going to be okay, but I do think it's been a poorly officiated season. He's worked at NFL Films for 44 years. If you like fantasy football, betting on football, just want to get smarter in football, we call it our NFL Meat Sandwich, 15 minutes of smart football. Greg Cosell's joining us. So we, we said this last week. It was about as good a loss as you can have when the Rams lost to the Ravens. And I watched Seattle and Detroit NFC teams go into that early window and get destroyed by Baltimore. And I felt the Rams were the better team for most of the game. Mm -hmm. And I, that's what I thought. And I thought Stafford was at times sensational. What did the film say? Yeah, I, I like watching Stafford, Colin. I'm sure you do as well. Um, the Rams are a fun offense to watch because they do a couple of things that are really difficult to defend um, and really help Stafford, obviously. And that's reduced splits with their wide receivers much closer to the formation. And they use a ton of motion, both same side motion and across the formation. I mean, they have the second most snaps of motion in the pass game of any team in the NFL behind the Dolphins. Um, and, you know, what they do a lot is they change the defense, the, the strength of the offense. They'll go from two by two, two receivers on each side, to three by one. And when they do that, the defense has to react. If it's same side motion, then it changes the numbers. Who's receiver number one? Who's receiver number two? Who's receiver number three? All this presents communication issues for a defense, yeah. and that's what they're counting on. And that's why you get – I mean, uh, Nakua had, I think, a 30-plus yard completion last week where he was wide open on a crosser, and it was just with a little shift, a little motion, and you could see that the Ravens were confused. I, I got to tell you, uh, these offensive coaches deserve credit when they can take a backup, somebody on the couch, uh, like Joe Flacco in Cleveland, Kevin Stefanski, and he is highly effective. I, he made some throws the last two weeks, and I'm like, I, I'm just shocked how effective he is. What's Stefanski and Flacco, what are they doing? Well, Flacco is a professional quarterback who knows exactly what he's looking at. And, you know, and that's a really critical thing. I mean, obviously playing quarterback, you know, he's the kind of guy, I'm sure when he's 80 years old, Colin, he could probably roll off the couch and throw a football. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, now you're, you're giving yourself a, a 
three-dimensional passing game because he can attack vertically. He can get the ball down the field. He sees safety rotation instantly. Um, he sees how the defense responds, and he knows where to go with the football. I mean, so much of playing quarterback, we get caught up, and we all do. We get caught up in arm strength and, and the traits, but so much is understanding where to go with the football within the timing and structure of the offense. And Flacco knows that. He's not going to be surprised by anything that he sees. And that's so critical because sometimes a seven-yard play is a great play. And you just take the seven yards and you move on. Yeah. So Miami really struggled with Tennessee. And, and they should have won yeah. the game. But it, again, it's a physical team giving Miami problems. Is that what the tape is saying? Is there, they're more a finesse team and physicality disrupts their offense? Well, I thought that Shane Bowen, their D coordinator, did a masterful job of playing Miami tactically exactly how you have to play them. When you play Miami, you actually start on the back end, not the front end. Because what you need to do is you need to create doubt in Tua so that when he hits his back foot, he doesn't have that first window throw between the numbers. That is absolutely critical. So you start on the back end with a lot of late rotation, a lot of creative looks after the ball is snapped, and you prevent Tua from hitting his back foot and delivering the football. Then your pass rush becomes a factor, and it has to be a four-man pass rush. So they approached it exactly the right way, and they executed at a really high level. And for those watching the game, they probably saw that Tua did not have a lot of those timing rhythm throws yeah. that we're used to seeing when they're playing well because they took them away on the back end. So you remember, Colin, those quick drops, pass rushers are going to get there if that works. So that's why you start on the back end when you play the Dolphins, not with your pass rush. All right, let's get to the good teams here. Brock Purdy. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's I, I saw a stat this week. San Francisco throws the ball fewer times than anybody in the league, but is third in total passing yards. Well, that tell that screams efficiency. That screams yep. that that's what it screams to me. So sometimes Purdy makes throws, and I'm like, man, those guys are wide open. Well, he didn't make them wide open. Sometimes you can throw a guy wide open. So are you impressed with his performance against Seattle, or are you impressed with the scheme and the coaching of it? Well, I think all those things go together. I mean, we've seen a lot of talking this week about, oh, well, he's got good players. You know, that is such a ridiculous argument. If you want to take that argument, then I guess we should pull out all these quarterbacks from the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's a ridiculous <laughs> argument. I mean, every coach would rather have good players than not. Um, but their offense is so well-schemed, their use of motion, the way they create adjustments for the defense or shrink the defensive menu because of all the motion, because defenses don't want to get caught trying to communicate and over-communicate, and then they know exactly what they're getting based on the motion and the use of personnel and formation. Um, and that creates defined throws for the quarterback. And as we've discussed over the last month or so, Purdy's natural sense of anticipation is really, really high level. And his ability to recognize coverage, I mean, that 53-yard, 4-yard touchdown he threw to Samuel, Samuel was not the primary receiver. Jennings was the primary receiver, and he just happened to see, as he took the snap and took his first step, he happened to see Jamal Adams flat-footed, and he said, you know what? I'm going to have Samuel over the top because Adams is not going to be in position to turn and run. These are the kinds of things he does at a really, really high level. 
Let's do a deep dive on Philadelphia and their problems. I think I downplayed them. Defensively, they're not very good, but let's concentrate on Jalen Hurts and the offense. They lost Shane Steichen. They have excellent receivers, good tight ends, a good O-line, but it's not the same. I couldn't tell you the last game I watched their offense, and they put four good quarters together. It is choppy. It's inconsistent. What does the film say about Jalen and this offense? Well, first of all, they use motion the least of any team in the league. And I think today's NFL, you have to use motion to some extent. Um, they're in the gun, and they're not the only team like this, Colin, but they're in the gun on almost every single snap. And it is much harder to marry your run game and your pass game out of the gun. Um, they've lived last year really well on a couple of things. Number one, Hurts as a runner, as a design runner. That was always the starting foundation and the great equalizer. Defenses are not responding this year the same way they responded a year ago. They had an offseason to study this. You cannot build your offense around Hurts' legs. You must find more schematic ways to maximize the overall talent on the offensive side of the ball. Um, so they need to figure that out. Um, but the other thing we saw last year, which is not happening this year because they're not easy throws. How many times last year did we see Hertz throw beautiful deep balls outside the numbers? Okay, it seemed like every single week he had two or three of those that were just really, really pretty. Well, this year those are not happening. Those are not routine easy throws. So they've got to figure some things out about how they want to play offense, but I would really love to see them use some more motion. I think Devonta Smith would be a great motion receiver. Is Are there defensive issues in Philadelphia simply personnel-based, or is it scheme? What's the film say? Uh, it's probably a combination, but look, if I told you before this season, coming off a year in which they led the NFL in sacks and had the most third-down sacks in the league by far, if I told you going into this season that they would not be able to rush the quarterback, you would have probably thought I was crazy. They have not been able to rush the quarterback. They've got the fewest third-down sacks of any team in the NFL, and that is why their third-down defense is the worst in the NFL. They have the the absolute – this is not a profound statement, but it's a true statement. They have the worst combination you could have on defense right now. They can't rush the quarterback, and they don't cover very well. Um, because they're having issues in the secondary. We'll see if they make changes. I mean, the last two weeks have been difficult. And as they head down the stretch, yes, the schedule is favorable. But this team is not worried about beating the Giants or the Cardinals. This team is worried about getting back to the Super Bowl. So it's very possible we could be some changes in personnel and in how they approach playing defense. I want to focus on Josh Allen and the Cowboy defense because they play this week. And my feeling is uh, Dallas is feeling themselves a little. Now it's Buffalo. Buffalo's in an urgent setting. They have to win these games, a real fight on their hands. And there's an opening now because Miami gagged against Tennessee. So I think Buffalo could seize this, right? And how um, Josh Allen about uh, against the Cowboys' defense is, I think, if they can create mistakes by Josh, Dallas wins. Because Dak's not making a lot of mistakes. And we've talked about him ad nauseum. But yeah. Josh against the Cowboys' defense, what do you project happens? Yeah, well, normally the Cowboys are a heavy man-to-man defense. And so you have to whip out your man-beater concepts if you're the Bills. But the flip side of that for the Cowboys is you have to have eyes on Josh Allen. You've got to account for him. So the question is, will they play less man or will they still play man and spy him? 
because somewhere along the line, you need eyes on Josh Allen. Yeah. But the Cowboys are a high percentage. I believe they play the highest percentage of man coverage in the National Football League. That's their bread and butter. And they certainly play it on third down. Um, it'll be interesting with how the Bills go about it because Deron Bland is a beatable corner, and you've got to go after him. So that that's we know that the the Bills have run the ball better, but at their core, it's a Josh Allen based offense, and Josh Allen's going to have to play well, and they're going to have to help him with their approach and their schematics. You know, it's funny. Every time I watch the Ravens, I swear to God, every big game's been at home this year. And uh, it, I don't, it just feels like, you know, every time they're playing a Seahawks, a Lions, a Ram, it's at home. And they're going to have some tough road games coming up. But I, but I, I really do. Um, I, I've said this before. Is most great quarterbacks, there's a juice. There's an it that you, it's hard to describe. And I think that right. Lamar was such a fireworks show initially that we've never given him credit for the improvement in the pocket. Now, he may not be uh, Stafford or whatever, but he, he, there are times he sits in the pocket. This past week against the Rams, one time he rolled to the left, and he had ability to run, and he didn't. And he sat there, and he looked, and he looked, and I thought, that's growth because he had some space, and he's always going to beat a linebacker one-on-one, -on -one, right, or most of the time. So, sure. So I think I think he flies a little under the radar because he was so dynamic early that we don't give him credit for some of the passing stuff. And I do see a more patient quarterback, but does the film say that? You know, it's funny because I think he's had a very good year, and I would say based on the film from this week, this was not one of his better games. Um, but he made a couple of key throws. But this week, he missed some throws that you have to make. He was His ball placement wasn't quite as good, even when receivers were open. I mean, he threw a touchdown to Odell Beckham, which was a bad throw. Yeah. And it just happened Beckham was so wide open on the sluggo, the slant-and-go concept, that he was able to adjust and catch it. But for the most part, this was truly not one of his better games. Here's the touchdown of Beckham. Um, but it was just not one of his better games. But he made some good throws when he had to. And I think he's trying to be more patient in the pocket uh, just because the the system, I think, is better from a pass passing uh, element. Um, but I have to tell you, when you get into specific situations, two minutes, end of games, end of first half, red zone, certain specific situations, it is di he is difficult to defend because of the legs. I mean, you have to account for that, and it's hard. Let's, let's go to the big play of the week against the Rams and what was a wildly entertaining game. It sure was. And, and the big play was that touchdown late that actually put them ahead. The Rams came back, of course, to tie it. But let's go to that play right now. This was a touchdown to Zay Flowers. And I love the whole concept of this play, the schematics of this play. That's what always interests me, the schematics of plays. And they had gotten a lot of too high coverage from the Rams. That's what they do. And they knew how to attack it. So here's Lamar. He's going to be in the gun here. And you're going to see what we call a four-by-one set, becoming very common in the league now, four receivers to one side. Okay, that's very difficult to deal with in zone coverage. And here you see the two high safety coverage. It's essentially going to be what we call quarters. And the two receivers you want to look at are Aguilar inside and then Flowers just next to him. And they're both going to run kind of crossers or overs. Okay, and because of the coverage and because of the four-by-one set, both these routes are going to be run by wide receivers versus safeties. And you'll take that every day of the week. So here you have Aguilar. He's going to attack that safety. Okay, so he's going to remove that safety. So now what do you get? 
You get Flowers working against Fuller. Good player, but you'll take a wide receiver on a safety every snap of the ball. So now you get him running away from him. You get Lamar seeing it, and you get a good throw. This was one of his better throws of the game, and you get the touchdown late. So this is really well-schemed based on what they had gotten all game. Todd Monken and his staff had seen it. Lamar knew what he had, and this was a really good throw. Yeah, he moved left, set up, made a good throw moving to yep. his left. Greg, as always, great stuff. Appreciate it. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. Yeah, Philadelphia is a little bit of a quandary, and you're not you're not quite sure what's going on. They've got some personnel issues, and to Greg's point, they're not covering people on the back end as much. But the bigger issue, perhaps, is if they were scoring more, they'd be fine, but they're just not hitting on big plays over the top like last year. What is it? Why is it? I, again, I think Shane Steichen's a superstar offensive coordinator and appears to be an excellent coach. And I just don't think there's a lot of excellence. And when you lose a Shanahan in Atlanta as a coordinator, if the Cowboys lost Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator, that defense isn't as good next year. Dan Quinn's excellent. So it, it's some of that in Philadelphia is they lost two coordinators, both good, one great, and they're feeling the effects of it. So it feels like to me. How much, how much of it do you think is Jalen Hurts rushing less? They gave him the big contract. We don't want to put him in harm's way. We're 10 and what are they, 10 and 3? Yeah. Let's not force anything. Let's save him for the playoffs almost. He's a little banged up. You know, he hasn't been 100% running. Without him running, they can, you know, defenses can adjust and they're not like fearful I, of him just. I, I think there's more truth to that. I, I do believe in a 17 game schedule that you coach differently. And if you're Philadelphia and you look around the NFC and you think, well, the two teams that we have to be ready for are Dallas and San Francisco, we think we can beat everybody in the NFC by doing it this way. And if you look at the teams they've had trouble with, it's Dallas and San Francisco. So their takeaway, you know, I talked about this with San Francisco. I don't think this is crazy. That last game of the year, San Francisco and the Rams, Shanahan and McVay are close. I could see Shanahan, not, not that he would do just to do it for McVay, but if you have a playoff spot guaranteed, you won the division, but you're, let's say you're not going to get the number one seed last week, I wouldn't play Christian McCaffrey or Debo. I would use Sam Darnold. I would sit Trent Williams. I would not, because this team does not lose when McCaffrey, Debo, yeah. Purdy, Trent play. I'd sit all of them. But remember, those guys also have incentives in their contracts. They want to hit for bonuses and yeah, you get uh, MVP awards. I, I'm, I'm largely with you. So I looked up Hertz's rushing numbers. He's down in... Attempts per game, yards per game, touchdowns, uh, basic uh, yards per carry, everything. Hurts' running numbers are way down. And he made that offense go last year. You know it. It was more than the brotherly shove. It's a lot of the quarterback keepers. and I think in the NFC, because there's not the depth of good teams. I mean, it's really, in my opinion, it's San Francisco, Dallas, and Philadelphia, although they've got a hiccup. And then I feel like Detroit, I think you got to keep your eye on the Rams a little bit. They're interesting. In the AFC, it feels like there's a bunch of really, really good teams, and, and Baltimore's at the top of the class, but there's a lot of talent. Buffalo, Miami, there's a lot of talent. And I think Philadelphia, I think there is this gamesmanship. San Francisco at the end of the year, if they don't think they're going to get the one seed, and they, but they, but they want to go in healthy, I would absolutely rest players. And I can see Philadelphia, to your point, saying, listen, we just got to be healthy when we play the Niners in Dallas. Well, and so there's no reason to take big risks running with Jalen Hurts. I don't think that's crazy. I think you have to manage weeks ahead, not just manage the week of the game. But how much do you value the home field advantage in the playoffs? I, not much. Really? Well, you yeah. don't think there's a huge difference no. being in Philly no. and cold in January versus no. West Coast San not. Fran or, or nope. indoor Dallas? A home field advantage 
the the odds makers, the wise guys, the sharps think now it's a point to a point and a half a game. Mm. It used to be three to three and a half because of the technology in the helmet. You can talk to your right. quarterback in the helmet. Secondly, teams now travel with teams of therapists, nutritionists. Fair. So road games they make those feel like home games. So the the three point difference home and away does not yeah. exist now dallas plays better at home they're clearly. averaging 20 yeah. points per game more at home also it's my but they've also players. played a lot of crappy teams there also but at so, home they, they i don't just, they i look mean scared. arrowhead stadiums one of the loudest stadiums in the country i just watched kansas city lose again at arrowhead that's with andy Reid and mahomes i've watched them lose to cincinnati i've watched them lose to buffalo i've watched them lose to the chargers and that's Arrowhead. It's also the bye week as the number one seed. Only one team gets that bye, that extra week the, of rest. But that, I'd argue this. Huge. That matters to the Niners or Philadelphia older teams. There is no proof that in football, a hot football team is better with rest. Okay. If you go to every New England Super Bowl with two weeks rest for the Super Bowl, they never score touchdowns in the first quarter. Brady. Tom Brady couldn't get first quarter touchdowns. Time off is great in, for instance, NBA for an older roster. Those games are a drag. But in football, you get one game a week. There's no proof. If I have, take Green Bay. Green Bay is a young, twitchy, fast team. I do not want time off. If Green Bay wins weeks, look at Green Bay's schedule. They could go on a three or four game heater. I do not want to, they're not going to get a buy. Right, right. I don't want to buy. I, Green, get my young guys out there. If I'm Philadelphia and Kelsey's beat up, or Kansas City with Travis Kelsey, I would take the bye. But not all wins or teams or cultures are created the same. And I think there's a handful, like Detroit's pretty young. I want them playing. I want Green Bay. I want them playing. Jacksonville, if you're hot, keep them playing. Indy, if they got, uh, Houston, if they got to the playoffs. Like the Houston Texans, that's a young team. I do not want time off. Now, they're not going to get a, a seed. But I, I think the time off thing is great for an older team that has a Kelsey on it. Right? Outside of that, I don't, I don't think the buy, I think the buy is overstated. But you watch these bowl games where they have a month off. They're, a lot of times, the best part of the game is the second half. Yeah. When a team is up to speed. Those first couple drives are choppy. I have a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Here's my parlay picks. People will sell their Packers stock because they lost to an average Giants team, but they're at home. I'll give up the three and a half. I think they beat the Bucks handily. Browns minus three and a half hosting the Bears. Chicago looked great, but Cleveland's defense at home will be a different matter entirely. Browns by a touchdown. And the Bills minus two at home. Yeah, I like all three favorites. I'll take them over the Cowboys coming off a highly emotional thrashing of the Eagles. You want to take the herd parlay? Check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users. Code is herd. H E R D. When you download the app, it's easy. It's simple. DraftKings. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. In New York, call 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y 467 369. See show notes for full details. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. 
Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, welcome back. Good to have you in. All sorts of stuff going on today. Jordan Schultz next hour. Some NFL stories, updates on the Bears and their coach and their quarterback. And Mike Tomlin, is he in trouble with the Steelers? J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Oh, boy. We got some, we got some stuff cooking here, Coward. Uh, let's start with these uh, floundering Eagles. They've got 33 points in each of their last three games. They're not creating turnovers, ranking 21st in the NFL. Defensive coordinator Sean Desai is confident in a turnaround. We've been inopportune. We have not been able to get off the field when we need to get off the field. You know, and, and that, yeah, you know, in third down and situational football, we got to be better. Third down, red zone, and and those have been our bugaboos. I, mean, I ain't gonna lie to you guys. That that's that's been kind of our uh, Achilles heel right now. We're not where we want to be, uh, and we're still growing there uh, to get to where we want to be. And, and we feel good about uh, uh, doing that and working together to achieve our goals still. Very interesting. It's weird. People don't seem that concerned with this team. I'm just telling you, this defense is bad. The offense is struggling. This game against Seattle is no layup, Colin. I. It says three and a half on the screen. Look at these defensive numbers, man. Yeah, but you think Seattle can take advantage of it? I don't know. Seattle pushed Dallas pretty damn hard in Dallas. That I was know. a Thursday night game. I know. Uh, Seattle was plucky against the Niners last week with uh, which is Drew, Drew Locke. They got receivers. This should be a 45-pass game for Geno Smith. Get the ball to Metcalf. Go to Lockett. So go to JSN. Like Seattle in the points. I, I didn't say all that. Um, but you're telling me a home team getting 
over a field goal on Monday Night Football? I know. We just watched the Giants with Tommy DeVito beat a pretty interesting Bro, Packers. Both team. favorites got smoked Monday. And the Monday before, we lost on the Jags. Uh, remember, favored uh, at home against the uh, who was it, Bengals? Yeah. Yeah, so I got to be careful. Eagles lose this one. And Dallas somehow beats Buffalo. We don't think that happens. Now you're talking Cowboys, NFC East champs, and maybe number one seed. We'll see. Next up, Sean McVay. Boy, he's got my vote for Coach of the Year. He's done so well. Even though they're only 6-7, and seven, they're in the mix for a playoff berth. Andrew Whitworth, the former Rams offensive lineman, recently broke down what sets McVay apart from his peers. I think it really starts with his ability to communicate. You know, people talk about man, his intelligence level. They talk about, oh, man, you know, his genius play caller and inventing all these things he did and, and really what he's done schematically across the league. I think the most impressive thing I've ever seen, 11 years in the league, I move over to Los Angeles Rams, his first four weeks of OTAs as a 30-year-old youngest head coach in NFL history. Uh, we spent the first hour or so of team meetings for the first four weeks he had the job explaining what football character looked like. He's had a great year of coaching. Excellent. I mean, like, it's again, if it's a quarterback coach's league, I never bought into the, the they're going to win five games. They're an older version uh, of the Super Bowl champion Chiefs last year. Now, Rams aren't going to win the Super Bowl, but that they have the right positions, quarterback, star weapon. Well, nobody knew they'd hit on Puka Nakua, right? Like, well, he, Kuka, he was a revelation for these well, guys. Well, you know, they also, they hit on the, they, you know, I the mean, they all, Ernest, uh, what's his face? Well, uh, they have Young. Yeah. The, the oh, Rush Young, was yeah, a third yeah. rounder. Kobe Turner, a third rounder. They, 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 both those guys are very good players, so they draft well. Their, their issue is they give up first round picks a lot, so they've yeah. given up. So they, I mean, they miss, like everybody else. Tutu Atwell was viewed as a bust. He's had a little bit of a comeback year. I just don't think they're personnel is as bad as people think. I think they don't have a lot of great players in their prime, but they have a lot of great players. I mean, Aaron Donald is still double teamed on every snap and Stafford still throws the ball on any given throw as well as anybody in the league. Ryan Morris has been very good with the defense. Yeah. And they did hit Puka Nakua in the fifth round is a steal in the draft. Oh, no. Tremendous. Uh, you see that line there? Six and a half. It's a stay away game for me. I like the Rams to win, but that's a lot of points. Well, I took the over. The over's climbing. I think it's like 50 51 now. Commanders but. off a bye. Yeah, the commanders could score. They could throw yeah. it. Howell's not going to stop chucking. Yeah. But I think the big story here is Rams, they're close to the playoffs. I just. They're dangerous right now. I mean, if you're looking at a Rams-Lions first-round game, a oh, Rams-Saints, oh, or oh, Rams-Falcons. Oh, they beat the Saints like a drum. I will tell you this. When you watch the Rams, you can see the coaching. A situational football, you can see the coaching. You can see the audibling. They, they're one of the smartest teams in the league. Oh. And the, the advantage with that is Cup's a veteran. Stafford's a veteran. They've got... You know, that the center's been around. The right tackle's been around. Their tight end's been around. Like, they're a high-functioning offense. McVay is super bright. So you can watch them manipulate situational red zone football plays. Like, they're 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 veterans. They're Mc, grown-ups. McVay versus it's, Dennis Allen? Oh, my God. That's a body bag game. Uh, Rams big. All right, final story. This is just breaking right now. But it sounds like Zach Levine has played his last no. game for the Chicago Bulls. He is injured, hasn't been back, and guess who his agents want him to play for? Clutch Sports represents Zach Levine. Guess where they want him, Colin? 
Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers. And according to a report in the Chicago Sun-Times, the Bulls have been linked to the Lakers mostly, also the Raptors, and Zach Levine's clutch representation wants him with the Lakers. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The Lakers can't do a deal until January 15th because of some, you know, whatever signings they had. But it sounds like D'Angelo Russell... Oh, yeah. We, I, we don't I, love. Oh, are they getting him out of town? I'm for the deal. Rui Hachimura, who had his moments last postseason. Okay. He struggled a bit this season. Rookie Jalen hood Shafino, I think he's from Indiana. And then some, you know, draft picks okay. for Zach Levine. Okay, now, now. the Bulls, hold on. Bulls desperately want to get off Levine. Right. And okay, he's so, got a big contract. So here's my, I've never been a huge fan. I don't think he's a winning player. But I will say this is that LeBron tends to get the best out of highly athletic guys who need to be sort of, not chaperoned, but kind of managed. I think Zach's shot selection at times need to be needs to be managed. He does give them a younger vertical component they don't have. Austin Reeves isn't highly vertical. So what you're saying, Whoa. Austin Reeves is a good player. He's not Tomahawk Duncan down there. What are you? Yes, he Come is. On. Austin no. Reeves is sick. Yes. So the bottom line is you have LeBron, AD, Levine's your three, and Austin's your four, and that is a conference finals team. I don't love Levine, but if you can get D'Angelo Russell's silliness out, Rui's a nice player, not going to change any playoff series. It's not a bad move for the Lakers. Okay, so the big thing here, Zach Levine has always been a number one or a number two on any team. And he moves through a three with the Lakers? Are you kidding me? That's well, amazing. That's perfect for the Lakers. Well, again, this works because of LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, Zach's not a one. But you said it well. LeBron gets the best out of anyone who comes to play with him. Who uh, who was the guy last year? Lonnie Walker coming in, taking over games. Uh, there was a guy before that. Now this year, Cam Reddish, who's bounced from like three or four teams. Cam Reddish is playing incredible defense, hustling his butt off. I'm just telling you. Yeah, this Zach Levine to the Lakers actually works, especially, and I think they signed D'Angelo Russell for this moment. You can use him as a piece to get somebody else. D'Angelo Russell is a LeBron doesn't trust him in late game situations at all. Did you? By the way, I know it's granular. Last night against the Spurs, Lakers blow like a twenty-five point lead. They're nursing a lead up late, and they have D'Angelo Russell throwing the ball in like a moron. He throws it into the backcourt. The Spurs nearly get the steal. I'm, I just Darvin Ham. What are you? That's a basic one-on-one. You don't have your low. Not to be mean. Lowest IQ player on the court throwing it inbounds back towards your basket. Get him out of there. Get my guy Levine in. I'm just telling you, Levine is a human highlight reel. Yeah, I know. LeBron will get him to play defense. Yeah, yeah. It's going to work. Needs to be, he needs to be managed effectively. And then Zach can be a very good player once he's not a one. Uh, he's not a one. Lakers he will have more talent. talent. No, I mean, then the Nuggets. He they is will. a vertical athletic piece that they could use. Absolutely. So I'm 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 for it though yeah. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily. Now I should say this: he's not a winning player as a one. Could he be helpful as a winning player? Like, uh, Andrew Wiggins as a three was a winning player. As a one, he'd score 24 and you didn't remember a single basket. He wasn't a winning player. So landing spots matter. Fit matters. J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that... 
Let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Saturday on Fox Primetime Hoops, the Big East and SEC collide as Alabama battles 8th-ranked Creighton at 7.30 Eastern only on Fox and the Fox Sports app. So Tom Curran, NBC reporter in Boston, who I trust, um, had a story this week about the future of New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick, and here it is. When they came out of Germany, conversations I had that week made it very clear that a decision was made and they were going to play out the string, and at the end of the year there would be a parting of the ways for a variety of reasons. The main one being, you don't fire Bill Belichick during the season. It's just not going to happen. So, um, listen, the owner of the Patriots is going to protect his brand, and right now the brand is the Patriots are being flexed out of Monday Night Football. They're inept offensively. They're boring. Rarely do employees get their way with billionaires and bosses. All right, all good things come to an end, and employees don't control it. Also, Belichick's a rigid personality. Bobby Knight, the late Bobby Knight, Tony La Russa, uh, uh, Belichick. You're seeing it with Popovich. This is generally the way it ends. It's not pretty. 
I think Bill is completely out of sync with the current NFL. And in fact, I think if you look at his assistants, uh, they've mostly been disasters as head coaches. Patricia, uh, Josh McDaniel, they've been Joe Judge, utter disasters because this style of coaching, this highly punitive, very rigid, my way or the highway, take less, it's not working. The McVeigh way, the Shanahan way, the Mike McDaniels way, uh, more pro player, more ingenuity, less power from the top down, pushing down. I just don't think it works in today's NFL. I don't think free agents want to go play there. I don't think young coaches want to go coach there. And I think Bill's out of sync. Uh, I think it's a collaborative world we live in. I think those are the tech companies that are working. I think those are the, the media companies that are working. I think those are the football teams that are working. Collaboration, not a single powerful figure at the top suppressing people. And so I think they're out of touch. I mean, here's Bill Belichick's latest press conference. This, this, it's like a cartoon. Like, this is who he is now. Do you have an understanding that Robert will not ask you to be back next year? Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. Do you want to keep coaching with the guys that you want to continue? Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. Have you and Robert discussed your future beyond the season? Getting ready for Kansas City. Essentially, this is Tom Landry, although Tom was nicer. You have an elite defensive coach, um, coach, elite defensive coach, coach the New York Giants as a coordinator. They win a championship. Then he goes on, struggles in his first season as a head coach, right? Like Belichick uh, was 11 um, you know, with the Browns, he struggled. And then Landry apparently was 7-7 seven and seven his sixth year with the Cowboys, a struggle. Then they get a great quarterback. Uh, Bill got Brady and Tom Landry got Roger Staubach. And then they go on this 20-year historic run. And then it ends ugly when that quarterback kind of leaves. Landry at the end went 7-9, 7-8, 3-13 and got fired. And Bill Belichick, whether it's called firing or not, there was a report earlier this year that he signed an extension. I thought that was true. I would not extend him. I think I think when cultures change, a lot of older employees get out of sync. It's why it's very important. My wife always says this to stay current, stay current with technology, stay current with cultural trends. Uh, Bill hasn't. So he's still grumpy. He's tone deaf. He can't draft and develop. It's time. You know, and I also think, and I said this last year and the year before, they're boring. They're being flexed off television. And Robert Kraft, believe it or not, has more influence over the TV deals than any other owner. He's often the owner that deals with TV networks. He's the kind of, the, I don't know if you call it a go-between, but there's Goodell, there's Kraft, they call the networks, they tell you what you're going to pay. So it matters to Bill, and when you're getting, to Robert Kraft, and when you're getting flexed off Monday Night Football as an owner, it's embarrassing. Owners don't like to be embarrassed. Billionaires don't like to be embarrassed. So, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's I think it's time. And you know, it, it does. I will say this for players like Michael Jordan, the Wizard years do not affect to me his legacy. Brett Favre, the Jets year, does not really affect his legacy. You know, if you go look at Patrick Ewing or Akeem Olajuwon and they bounce around Shaq at the end, it's never, to me, affected a player's legacy if it's choppy at the end. However, I will say this on Belichick, it does make me think differently about Belichick. Not successful in Cleveland, not successful without Brady in New England, it does change how I view him. I mean, he's the most productive coach, but if this is football going forward, 
for the health and safety of players to be more of an offensively protective league. Protect quarterbacks, protect offensive stars. If this is the next 30 year of, of football while I live, I don't view Belichick the same. I, I do view Michael Jordan the same, despite two or three years with the Wizards. It has no effect. But, but it does with coaches, if you don't age well, the late Bobby Knight. You know, like it was just, you know, he won some games, but it didn't feel as, as strong as Mike Krzyzewski at the end of his career. And it does influence how I think if a coach can't evolve. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com.